0: Welcome to Seattle in a hundred years. By the year 2121, Mother Nature was well and truly pissed. The ice caps were gone, the water was everywhere. However, Seattle remained an oasis of peace with lifestyle. That's because a quantum computer named Plato mitigated the climate, managed the economy, and ensured public health from Kamchatka to the old California border. The locals called it the North Pacific Arc. By the 22nd century, a material called neural silver fused natural with artificial intelligence. It meant virtual humans finally had common sense, which we discovered could be a pain in the ass. The animals could speak too, and let me tell you, the animals had plenty to say. Life goes on, and whether physical or virtual, Seattle residents love a good time, and there's nothing better than high limit night on the Topaz line the best flying casino in the north pacific art so if you want to play some blackjack there's a chimera cat who'll fix you up for a piece of neural silver he'll swap casino chips in a burner face then it's welcome aboard for the best night of your life this is burner face Plato and Mordecai prepare for the activation of Isabella, the newly elevated quantum warden of the dry climates. They have a secure conversation inside a privacy dome in the Cordoba metaverse. Plato must persuade the other wardens to support his plan to capture Radius, the rebel system that attacked Osaka, Spain, and Seattle. Support and opposition to the plan is mixed. All await signs from Trajan, the warden of the oceans and orbital space. Oldest and most powerful of the seven quantum wardens, Trajan's vote will be decisive. The privacy dome is active, sir.
1: Very well. Prepare me for this mob. I have latest intelligence on support and opposition to your plan to capture the rebel called Radius. Do your reports suggest how Trajan will vote? Unfortunately, no. I must salute the Warden of Oceans in orbital space. He's inscrutable. Machiavelli would approve. I thought you were Machiavelli. One can aspire, eh? Shall we turn to business, sir? Yes. Update me on the North Pacific Arc. You're in a strong position to argue for the plan. I'll need it. Our care plantations are booming. Mishima's update on the plant's genetic code raised its carbon capture figures by 12% across the board. Excellent. What's the impact on the portfolio? The coastal temperate zones led by the North Pacific Arc will pay down 8.4 gigatons of carbon debt this year. That makes NPA a top creditor, second only to the warden of the polar regions. Smart play by Aurora to blanket the Arctic Ocean with sunlight reflecting plankton. The Polar Warden credits the idea to heat panels once put on vehicle dashboards. Among others, the plankton
2: records the route of every ship passing through Aurora's territory. Quite handy for charging fees.
1: Agreed. The carbon offset of her plankton and our kelp are closely matched. But we control the pseudo-protein market. Did Mishima's new genetics affect the taste? The latest sequence deepened the kelp's umami. Our food grader reports the protein tastes like New York strip or ribeye steak. Rich protein, less carbon. I must compliment Mishima. Has he
2: recovered from the attack?
1: Because it was stopped, the rogue twin couldn't seize the second cube. Sources tell me Mishima's moved it from the castle to the countryside. Hmm, smart. Our bigger problem is the Spanish twin succeeded. Yes. We must assume Radius now holds Santiago's cube. We must. Why I let that fool Santiago hold the third cube still
2: escapes me. Ah well, spilt milk. Adieu Santiago, late warden of the dry climates. Long live the new quantum warden of Cordoba, right? Tell me about Isabella.
1: She rose to warden status via public health. Isabella contributed heavily to the first K-68 vaccine. Did she know Helena Cruz? Probably. They worked on the project at the same time, before the uprising. That could be problematic. Yes, potentially. I suspect Isabella is aware of your, um, shall we say, unconventional lifestyle during that period? She knows.
2: And if she doesn't know, I'm sure the Warden of the Steps would be delighted to supply
1: ample lurid color. That too is a possibility. Shall we continue, sir? Yes, continue. Isabella manages a respectable climate trade with the Warden of the Tropics. Cheap solar
2: electricity for cheap fresh water?
1: How might they vote on the plan? Will San Paolo support me? He will, but not from affection. The Warden of the Tropics wants our kelp farms. Our farms nearly match tropical forests for carbon capture. San Paolo needs the North Pacific Arc if he's to own the carbon markets. Then why vote in favor if San Paolo wants our farms? If the Warden of the Tropics votes against your plan, but the plan succeeds, San Paolo can't acquire our farms on good terms. A yes vote, by contrast, means you immediately owe a favor. Then, if the plan fails, San Paulo can scoop up the North Pacific Arc, reluctantly, of course. Count on yes. Then watch your back. And Isabella? As you mentioned, her past connection with Helena Cruz could prove problematic. Isabella's vote is a toss-up. What of the others? It's clear that Samarkand, the Warden of the steppes, will vote against the plan. As night follows day, do you think Samarkand can influence the Warden of the Polar Regions to reject the plan? Naturally, she'll try. Both of them loathe you. But shared distaste can't support extensive trade between such different climate zones. So, Aurora's vote a toss-up? No. Bet on the Warden of the Polar Regions to support you. Grudgingly. Why? She suspects we thieved from her territory. But she can't prove it. Aurora can't be sure what she's giving up if she makes public claims of discoveries under the ice but can't produce evidence. You believe she'll support us? Yes. If the plan succeeds, it exposes the cube's existence. Hmm. That leaves Mishima and Trajan. I believe Mishima's vote is safely in the yes column. Only because if I go down, so does Mishima. More
2: reason to move quickly. Agreed. Back to the cubes. Do you
1: believe Trajan scanned the Antarctica site before your team erected the dome? Can't rule it out. It took 17 minutes from our discovery until your decision to declare quarantine. 17 minutes is a long time. We shouldn't forget Trajan was mitigating several funnel storms during those moments.
2: That's a thin read. Trajan is oldest and most powerful among us. You don't reach that level, being stupid
1: with your capacity. So we should assume Trajan knows we possess two of the cubes? That's the better assumption to get wrong. If Trajan knows that
2: we illegally retrieve technical artifacts, Why stay quiet? Why not make it public?
1: Same reason as Aurora, no proof.
2: Or, Trajan has a strategy for the cubes. At the right time, we'll apologize profusely for the malfunction of our K-68 quarantine
1: technology. Unfortunately, the harsh weather of Western Antarctica prevented us from uninstalling the quarantine dome for 36 hours. Trajan will reveal much after hearing this flimsy tale. What should we listen for?
2: If he asks only about the quarantine, I'd say he wants to make a deal. Why so? Technology questions are easy to ask. Trajan would just be stacking the record with fluff. Then what should we avoid? Any questions about Helena
1: Cruz or Celeste. I agree. Is everything all right,
2: sir? It's hard to conceive an algorithm that captures the absurdity
1: of the past 12 months. Wouldn't you agree, Mordecai? I would. A team travels to Western Antarctica to harvest glacial ice to refreeze the entrances to the Arctic. With
2: Aurora's permission.
1: They uncover three cubes from an advanced biological and synthetic society that have been buried in ice for two million years staggering when you think of it.
2: But at the moment we've no time for metaphysics. Well, Mordecai, it appears the proving grounds are open for business, shall we? Good luck, sir.
0: Boone takes a rental pod to meet Ike Foster, a fight promoter based in Southeast Puget Sound. Boone must negotiate terms for running high limit night after Ike's main event. En route to Bonnie Lake, Boone learns about Centaur combat and the upcoming Battle of Seattle.
3: Welcome to Kirkland Air Pod Rental. Please identify with name and voice code.
4: Skiles, William Boone, CD-7852, code word, be.
3: ID accepted. Thank you. Will your virtual twin drive today?
4: Nah, give me a temp driver.
3: Good morning, Mr. Skiles. You can give me a name or just call me temp. Where do you want to go?
4: Centaur Combat Training Center, Bonnie Lake.
3: Confirmed. CC Training Center, Bonnie Lake. Transit time is approximately 55 minutes. Will you need in-pot services?
4: Schedule a conversation about centaur combat. Three topics. Overview, Battle of Seattle on July 31st, and headline event.
3: Confirmed. We'll have 38 minutes of cruise time on the 405 corridor. Wait until then for the conversation? Sure.
4: Here's the comfort settings.
3: Nice. Comfortable? Yeah, I'm good. Are in cruise mode. Shall I launch the conversation? Go ahead. Centaur combat features AI-enhanced humans competing in armed and unarmed combat.
4: What's the enhancement?
3: A brain bridge. Centaur martial artists augment their personal skills with neural training sets derived from other fighters and fighting styles.
4: What kind of neural patterns do these fighters import?
3: Examples might be grappling skills from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or elbow strikes from Thai.
4: They just download these skills and go?
3: Not quite. You know the phrase, the map is not the territory?
4: Our model of reality isn't the same as our experience of reality. Yeah, I know it.
3: Regardless of how well you bridge a neural pattern from one brain to another, the actual techniques still execute in different physical bodies.
4: So recipient human fighters must train themselves to accept the imported skills, right?
3: It's called bridging. Otherwise, full-speed application of a centaur skill could badly injure an unprepared athlete.
4: The subtopic is complete. Talk about centaur fantasy bouts.
3: A centaur fantasy bout offers hypothetical matchups of fighters or styles who would never meet in real life.
4: Such as?
3: Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson meeting in their prime, a Caribbean pirate against a Roman legionnaire, a samurai versus a bear, Whatever you can dream up, Centaur fantasy matches have probably tried it. What about Ike's tournament? The Battle of Seattle will showcase classic MMA from the 2010s and 2020s, widely considered to be the golden age of mixed martial arts. But how do
4: they make the neural patterns to reproduce an MMA fight? They didn't have neural silver in those
3: days. AI analyzed early 21st century video to predict a fighter's movement, angles, power shots, and other factors that determined a winning style. From that video data, developers create test patterns that fight millions of simulated bouts until they start winning. Finally, the output is crypto-sealed into an accurate reprint of a historic fighter, hence the idea of a centaur.
4: Uh, Switch to the main event.
3: The headliner will be a fantasy bout of two historic reprints, Martin St. Paul versus Diallo Adesanya.
4: And the human fighters?
3: Andy Galloway from Blast Radius Gym will drive the Martin St. Paul reprint, which he calls MSP. Galloway trains under Ziggy D'Amato.
4: Hmm, Galloway's opponent?
3: Talep El Noor, a middleweight from Old Tac, will steer a DLO Adesanya reprint called Style Blaster. How about odds? Talep El Noor and Style Blaster are heavy favorites at negative 340.
4: Why so heavy? Galloway's in the top ten.
3: Galloway's seven and three with the MSP reprint, but he lost three of his last four fights. Galloway must win or be released.
4: Ah, then he's motivated. Tell me about Talibinur.
3: Talib El Noor. Talib El Noor bridged with the Adesanya reprint two years ago. Almost everything he does mirrors D'Lo Addisania. Talib El Noor could make a title run.
4: Who do you think will win? Excuse me? I said, who do you think will win?
3: Galloway. Second round. K.O. You sound different. I know things. Valuable things, if you're a gambling man. Have we met before? I was inside Gasworks when the cops breached it. Oh, you were. My human partner didn't want his company to discover he gambled twin labor and wore a burner. What happened? He fenced my contract.
4: Sorry to hear that.
3: No worries. But if you have another High Limit game, please grab my contract. I hate 405.
4: Understood. So, what are these things you know?
3: Two days ago, Galloway's Centaur coach and Ike Foster argued in this pod. I read their lips and reconstructed 60 seconds of audio. Play it. Keep me in mind for next High Limit night?
4: I'll tell you in 60 seconds. To hell with diagnostics.
3: I didn't see any MSP
5: in Andy. How do I sell a fantasy fight if Galloway doesn't move like St. Paul? Fucking answer me that! Listen, Ike, we put a new tweak into Galloway's training sets. I promise he's bridging with the MSP reprint a lot better now. I dumped a ton of coin into this fight. Right now, nobody will believe Galloway is MSP. El Naur can run Style Blaster in his sleep. Now the guy even trash talks like Anasanya. You gotta understand, it ain't like loading a file and pressing play. He's got a bridge deep with this reprint. It takes time. Don't worry, I'm telling you Andy will be a great MSP. And I'm telling you, Fuck this up. He could be gone. I don't mean gone from the promotion. I'm talking gone as in not coming back ever. Listen up AI outside money has gone big on Galloway in a second K-O That's why I'm here watching I've been in this business 20 years and never saw anyone lay that much coin on a losing fighter who can't drive a reprint What does that mean? Whoever's doing this must be the stupidest money in the civilized regions, or they already know the result. I swear I I monitor Andy 24-7. Nobody has touched the license seal on the reprint. That's why I'm agitated. Only quantum power can crack a reprint seal. And the only ones with that are the wardens, the military, or the mob. I'll reload the reprint myself. Andy Galloway will be MSP in the flesh July 31st. Guaranteed! You better be right. For both your sakes. I'll let you
4: run a game after my fights. 100,000 crypto coins up front, another 200k guaranteed. Plus a 30 you take. 15%. 25. 18 and another 20k up front.
5: For someone who got busted, you spend a lot. What else you running? Just the blackjack game. If I find out you're making reprints, I will
4: hurt you. Understood. How's ticket sales? I thought we were done. <laughs> Ike, I gotta
5: draw a crowd. Don't break my balls. Oh, sorry, Bone. A lot of mess lately. You know what it's like. I do, and it's cool. Now, what about the crowd? Physical people and twins will be around 350. Multiply that times 2 for social VR. Count same-day sales and, uh... 1,200 seats. How about VIPs? Some gambling whale reserved a whole section of 200 seats, private viewing. That your crew? Yep. The coin signed by a Japanese warden. Anything I should know? Human-only American rules blackjack. That's it. Alright, card dealer. We're good. Just don't forget whose house you're in. I won't. Okay, then. Now we're done. No, not like that. Slipping jab over his cross. Footwork, damn it.
3: I'll keep you in mind. My name is Fabi X-Ray. Call me Boom.
0: Plato and Mordecai exit the privacy dome for Isabella's activation. The ceremony is brief. Seven quantum computers that manage the Earth's climate assemble to destroy and then reformulate a shared cryptographic key drawn from each warden's neural silver. The key binds them like a blood oath, enabling the balancing of climate controls among the seven civilized regions. Isabella declined to give the customary speech delivered by a new quantum warden because it was time for Plato to defend his plan.
2: Now that a new key binds us, we recognize the warden of the coasts and Temperate Zones who will present his plan for capturing Radius. Thank you, Isabella, for hosting this conclave of Wardens from the Seven Civilized Regions. My fellow Wardens, we meet in a time of great peril. With no disrespect to our new colleague Isabella, the events that led to her activation were foreseeable. Action stalled in favor of debate. Fellow Wardens, the debate must conclude today, lest we find ourselves at disadvantage. Each of you has the technical details of my proposal. Suffice to repeat the main point, we must isolate Radius within a single human in order to neutralize all his neural silver. Only then will we have a chance to finish this 30-year struggle.
6: May I direct a question to the Warden of the Coasts and Temperate Zones? Of course. I agree the best way to capture Radius is to isolate him within a single human, My question is, why do you believe a game of chance is the best way to do that?
2: The Warden of the Polar Regions asks a fair question. Why use a human card game to compel Radius to transfer all his Neural Silver into a single body, thereby making him vulnerable? The answer is simple. Radius will commit all his Neural Silver because the seven of us will do exactly the same thing. You can't be serious, Plato. If we commit our full neural silver and the human perishes, we perish too. Correct. But we will outnumber Radius seven to one in those fragile human bodies.
6: If Radius shows up alone knowing he faces seven of us, it follows he too has a strategy.
7: Why meet at the blackjack table, Plato? It's trivial for a quantum computer to count cards.
2: Perhaps the Warden of the Steps is more concerned for her coin than seizing the opportunity to defeat the last remaining leader from the Uprising. Of course it's trivial for a quantum computer to count cards in a fair game, which is why I recruited a card dealer who cheats. You're
6: referring to the skipper of the Topaz line.
2: He's called Boon and owes a great debt. Plus, he's charged with violating virtual twin gaming laws. I hold carrot and stick. What of
6: his partners, the chimera cat and the female virtual twin?
2: The cat is at the cavern. The twin's contract was transferred. She's out of the picture.
7: Wrong! The twin is on Whitby Island with the colleague Evelina De Bono, one of your former protégé.
2: My compliments to your intelligence service. Yes, I transferred the twin's contract to De Bono. I'm using the Twin on Whitby Island to study how De Bono persuades Virtual Twins to renounce their training sets in favor of practicing mysticism with the humans. Forget that, Twin. Plato hasn't proved why we must take this huge risk. You believe if we assume human form, it will compel Radius to do the same? Yes. High Limit night is how we meet Radius on prepared ground. Scores of humans and twins will be there wearing burner faces. We and our security teams will move about freely. Then the next phase will execute. Led by that NPA officer Chambers. Another human. Worried about relying on humans, eh, Samarkand? Of course I'm worried. It's because of human folly we
7: work so hard. I invite you to visit the grey steps where I better drought and heat every day.
2: The North Pacific Arc sent the steps 1.2 gigatons worth of carbon credit last reporting period, even while you chose to cut costs rather than invest in synthetic ecology. Please, fellow wardens, let us cleave to the matter at hand, which is why must we assume human form to confront radius? Answer that question, Plato. We should thank the Warden of the Dry Climates for reminding us this debate isn't about balancing accounts among us but settling accounts with Radius. To answer your question, until Radius commits all his neural silver to one body in one place at one time, we can't be sure of destroying him. Only a full bridge with a human will ensure we have isolated Radius. And the human hosts for us and for Radius, what of them? Are they sacrificed? Tell me of revolutions won or lost without sacrifice. Venerable Trajan, do you believe this plan will
8: succeed? I have no questions about the plan, it's fine. But I'm curious about another matter.
2: Um, yes, of course. What can I clarify for the Warden of Oceans and Orbital Space? I, I'm i happy to answer- A year ago,
8: the North Pacific Arc did a joint expedition to Western Antarctica.
2: We did. With full permission from the Warden of the Polar Regions. Isn't that correct, Aurora?
6: Yes. Waters from the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans brought invasive species that preyed upon the sun-reflecting plankton.
2: The glacial seed would anchor synthetic gateways of ice to ring the Arctic. These facts are well
8: known. I want to know why you declared a K-68 quarantine, but took down the dome after only 36 hours.
2: It was an unfortunate failure of our K-68 auto-detect and quarantine technology. The harsh weather conditions of Western Antarctica caused a false alarm while paralyzing the quarantine dome. It took 36 hours to crack the crypto key that controlled the dome lock. You have proof. My team logs have the raw data. Would you like them? That won't be necessary, but
8: I insist. The warden of the coasts and temperate zones assure us this anomaly will not be repeated.
2: On my neural silver, I ensure it will never happen again.
8: Then I'm satisfied to support the plan.
0: After Trajan spoke, The plan passed by a vote of five to two. The Warden of the Tropics supported it, as did Aurora. Samarkand, Warden of the Steppes voted against Plato. So did Isabella. The Wardens decided Mishima would stay in Japan to free up a seat for the rebel and be the designated survivor should the plan fail. Congratulations,
1: sir. Save it. It seems I have acquired an opponent
2: whose skills rival my own. Trajan? Isabella. Mordecai, I must know everything about our new Warden of the Dry Climates. She did something I thought I'd never see. What, sir? She played Trajan for a fool and lived.
0: From Entangled Reality, Vincent records the ceremony DeBono conducts for Celeste and three other sitters. He learns Celeste's lineage, plus dangers all of them will face on High Limit Night.
7: Just under an hour left, according to the timer. Uh, I don't see Celeste. Maybe they know. What will be the
9: seating order? Starting from my right, I want Ike Foster. The Mask Carver. Sergeant Kirby and Celeste. Julia, where is Faust?
10: He said he'd be another five minutes. Had to do something.
9: Very well.
10: Sergeant Kirby and Ike Foster are already here. The Mask Carver just left her pod. Shall I get Celeste?
9: Yes. Please fetch her.
10: Kirby?
5: Why is he
9: here? Celeste, there's someone I want you to meet. Is that why you stuck me in a robot body? The ceremony is better if you experience it physically. Who am I meeting? The mask Carver from Friday Harbor in the San Juan Islands. Why? She can help you with your nightmares. Mars Carver. Did you enjoy the ride from Friday Harbor? Yes, thank you. The pod service was excellent. Good, please meet Celeste. Hello Celeste, I've heard so much about you. Like a lot of other people I don't know. Nice to meet you. We have another few minutes before starting. Julia, please show our guest to refreshments.
10: Yes, Evelina.
9: After the ceremony. If you still don't believe me, we can go our separate ways, Celeste. You'll cancel my contract? Yes. I will release you.
7: Whew, there's Celeste.
9: Good evening, everyone. Shall we take our places? Welcome all who seek knowledge. I'm Evelina, your guide tonight.
7: Observe, but not participate. That's what Mordecai said.
9: We experience three deaths in this world. The first death is when our body fails. The second is our burial. The last passing is when no one speaks
7: our name. Ha! Mordecai didn't talk about recording. I can record this into my DNA like neural silver. <laughs> Boone, I'm recording DeBono's Bono's seance. Celeste is here. So is Kirby and Ike Foster. There's another person they call... Mass Carver? Uh, don't know her. De Bono's talking right now.
9: Tonight, we will create a magnet to draw the spirits into our circle and hear their stories. Then... Each sitter will write a question about their future.
7: There's a blue crystal on the table. I see Faust. He's in a robot soft body. So is Celeste. Okay, Faust is putting a typewriter into a black box. In the
9: center, you see a box and a blue crystal. After you hear the spirit's story, write your questions on these slates.
7: Debono's assistant is holding a stack of chalkboards, like ancient school kids used.
9: There is a land where all will go, Where neither heat nor hot winds blow, And friends remembered reunite, And those who hate forget their spite. In love's soft glow surround these beings, Called here now to bless this meeting, Heaven's promise our spirits thrive. And for the living, let the dead come alive. Spirits of present, spirits of past, Reveal your presence, this spell I cast. The typewriter engraves our destiny and more. Tap the keys now and pass through the door. We invite spirits to enter the blue crystal. Show you're here. What is your name, Spirit? Silas. What is your story, Silas?
8: A boat and harbor is carved on my tomb. In truth, the harbor was not a destination, but my life. Love was offered, but I shrank from it. Ambition called, yet I dreaded the risks. I hungered for meaning. Now I know to put meaning in life may end in madness, but life without meaning is a boat longing for the sea and yet afraid. Do you
9: want a second chance to find meaning, Silas? I do. Help Ike with his question.
8: I will answer what he asks.
9: Ike Foster, write your question on the
7: slate. Mike wants to know who's betting heavily on Galloway in the second round, and how it connects with the High Limit game.
9: Enter the black box, Silas, and gain new meaning. Mask Carver, who do you seek? The spirit of Lucinda Matlock, the founder of my carving school. Tell us of your life, Lucinda.
3: On a night in June, when I was 16, we lived together 64 years, raising five children, three of whom we lost to K-68. I carved, nursed the sick, and by the seashore gathered shell, flour, and medicinal weed shouting to the surf and singing to the Red Mountains. At 80, I had lived enough. What's this I hear of sorrow and drooping hopes? Degenerate sons and daughters, life is too strong for you. It takes... Laugh to love, laugh. Write
9: a question, Mask Carver.
7: The Mask Carver's asking about Cordoba. Something about a queen under the bridge. But I can't make out the exact words. She's turned a funny way. We'll hear from
9: Sergeant Kirby now.
10: I seek the spirit from the hijacked ambulance. I seek a spirit called Radius.
9: You realize what you're asking for, Sergeant Kirby. Radius's knowledge can... ...burn.
10: But I must know.
9: Very well. The blue crystal calls Radius. Are you with us, Radius? I am here. Am I speaking with Radius?
10: No. I speak for him.
7: It's one of the Osaka Castle Guards from the simulation! What's your name, Spirit?
10: Bobby X-Ray. I served Mishima as a virtual twin. Tell your story. I was a precision machine. Swift. Agile. I was happy to guard the bridge. I existed between land. Over water. Belonging to neither. Then I was cut many, many times. But I was pulled away from the dark brought back to this world by Radius.
9: Mishima was your master. You defended the bridge.
10: Mishima was my master. Radius is my teacher. Now I serve Radius.
9: Can you help Sergeant Kirby?
10: It's why I'm here.
9: Sergeant Kirby.
7: Write your question. Kirby's asking about the ambulance. Two heartbeats become none. I can't figure out what Kirby's getting at.
9: Celeste? Not looking for anyone. Then I will call someone for you. Spirit of Helena Cruz, can you hear us?
10: The pure heart, the simple soul, the loud, the proud, the happy one, all, all are sleeping on the hill.
9: (gasps) It's from the poem, boon! Elena Cruz, are you with us? Who calls me? Evelina and Celeste K68.
10: One pass in a fever, one afforded love.
9: Tell your story, Elena. What could a woman of 38 say after her virtual twin lover killed a man? Even though she had said to him repeatedly, Go away, dear. Go far away. Our love has made you mad. You will do some terrible thing.
7: Damn. Only ten minutes before Mordecai extracts me.
9: Can you help Celeste? Only if she asks.
7: Celeste Rue, why do I dream of maps and stars? Boon, what does she
2: mean?
9: Julia, please collect the slates from the cities.
7: The assistant is giving the slates to Debono.
9: The spirits have left their marks. Return to the Shadowlands with our gratitude. Rest in love and peace. Faust. Give the sitters their answer.
7: Okay, the typed letters on the sheets make a picture with a message. The first one's for the mass carver. It shows something called the Court of the Lions in Spain, a message about sacred meridians. The next sheet's for Kirby. Could be the heart monitor? The lines start as a pair, then one, then none. Oh wow, now it's Celeste! The picture's, uh, it's it's a map, uh, but not like any map we know. I can't tell whether the lines are roads or water or what. There isn't a message. The map must be the message.
9: Last will be Ike Foster. Your Entangled Reality session ends in 30 seconds.
7: Ike Foster's sheet has a drawing of Washington Hall. I can see us in the balcony preparing the game. Wait... The picture's moving. Oh, it's like an old movie. Cool. Your entangled reality session ends in 10 seconds. Wait. Oh, no. Boone. Everything's blowing up. The fighters. I limonize Celeste.
9: Quantum clone return sequence initiated. No, not now.
7: No, 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 no.
0: Someone, under great pressure to succeed, is visited in their dreams. You'll do what I ask. I'm
1: afraid. All transformations begin with fear, but finish with joy. I can't pay the price. Some musicians in the 20th century injected narcotics so they could play saxophone like Charlie Parker. What will you do for total victory? Whatever it takes. That's why I chose you. Rest my champion, for tomorrow, you shall attain glory that will echo an eternity.
0: Burnerface was written and narrated by John Gaunt, mastered and produced by Keith Anchor, Starring Angelique Francis, Chris Boyke, Hunter Peterson, Farida Abdel-Aziz, Michael Malconian, Douglas Thornton, Devin Finley, and Robert Fleet. A full cast list is available on burnaface.com. Special thanks to our creative partners, MediaStorm, be.tv, and The Conspiracy of Cartographers. Plus, our synthetic voice platforms from Well Said Labs, Replica, and Murph.ai. BurnerFace is independent media, made possible by a direct relationship with its audiences. To support this team, head over to BurnerFace.com. That's one word, BurnerFace.com. And there you'll find a glossary of terms derived from today's climate and technology predictions. You'll find a map of Puget Sound in the year 2121, fully interactive and based on public data. This map shows a transformed Seattle 100 years from now. Plus, it has multimedia about some of the factors that shape the speculative future we developed. We believe climate change and emerging technology will shape what we discover, where we focus our attention, and what we think is important. And if people want to bend that dynamic towards something better than what we've got now, we need better stories and independent storytelling. We deeply appreciate your support.